Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post. This is the only podcast not sponsored by fucking Squarespace on the internet, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll start, as always, by uh, Umphus Ross and joining me uh, this week. We've got Tom, we've got Greg, and we've got Colin. Hello there. Oh, evening. Uh, James can't get his computer to work, so uh, he's not here. Adam's ill, so uh, we'll carry on regardless. Uh, we'll start with the Champions League. Um, Chelsea had a decent win, didn't they? 3-0. At home to FC Schalke. Comical first goal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's Samuel Eto. All they had to do was put it into touch or just kick it upfield. It took so much time. And Eto, he, he did it the other week. He's got form with doing that. Yeah. And uh, fair play to him if you're going to chase down lost causes like that. Yeah, then eventually. It's uh, not, not, yeah. not as if the keeper had to rush. He had about five minutes to make the clearance. He had too much time. (laughs) David James' problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, two goals for Eto and one for Denver Bar, finally getting a a Chelsea goal. Finally making an Absolute shinner. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Uh, But that Chelsea, what does that do to their group now? They put some top. uh, Schalke in second. Basel could still qualify. I think Stour Bucharest are well out of it at two points and four games. You think Chelsea should go through top, really? In that group, you'd expect them to. Yeah, Schalke and Basel fight out for the second Sch- place. Yeah, Schalke have good individual players as they showed in the Europa League last year, mm. and you know, they beat they've beaten Manchester United recently. But and Schalke aren't the force that they once were. No. Um, they're struggling domestically as well, and then you kind of got Stour making up the numbers. So yeah. you'd that's. When the draw was made, you thought Chelsea wouldn't have a problem, and they shouldn't, really. No. I imagine they'll go through. Uh, let's move on to the, the hipsters' delight. Barcelona, uh, Arsenal uh, versus uh, Borussia Dortmund in Dortmund, and Arsenal came away with a 1-0 win. And that man, Ramsey, again. A real back-to-the-wall back to the wall performance, wasn't it? First not half, single, though, I just thought they were amazing. Not a single shot in the first half, but... They just so soaked you only up all need the pressure, didn't they? Win a game of football. Yeah, they just sat back and let Dortmund do what they wanted to do, and then it worked really. Uh, two games remaining for Arsenal um, at home to Marseille and away at Napoli. Now that that group looks really interesting, doesn't it? There's a possibility that Dortmund might not qualify. Yeah, they're third at the minute. Napoli, yeah, joint top with Arsenal, both on nine points. Dortmund in third on six, and for Marseille, they're bottom of the table with no points. <laughs> Marseille Napoli, were, uh, have already paid Marseille twice, though. Oh, have they? Have got to play them again. Marseille was seeded second in that group as well. Yeah. <laughs> this could all come down to what match day six, as they like to call it. Yeah. A very close one, actually. I think I think it's certain that because Arsenal now host 
Yeah, they've got Marseille Man- next. Marseille, you'd expect them to win that. And if mm. uh, Napoli hold Dortmund to um, a draw or even get a, a win at, um, in Dortmund, then that could uh, really make the last match day a real, you know, yeah, there'll be a lot of other big teams around Europe looking out for that result, really. Uh, let's move on to the other English teams. Um, Celtic, I say English, British teams. Uh, they lost 1-0 to Ajax, Colin, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, Neil, Neil Lennon described them as uh, flat and insipid. <laughs> um, it's It hasn't ruled Celtic out of still managing to qualify. They've still got a glimmer of hope because... Because basically, um, Milan um, keeps slipping up. So, yeah. uh, I mean, in their table, I mean, obviously Barcelona are going through their top. But uh, Milan are on five points. Ajax are now on four. Celtic are on three. Yeah. Um, Celtic's <laughs> next two games are Milan and Barcelona. And they've realistically got, got to get four points at least from those two. Yeah. It's not looking too good for them. They could still, could still sneak into Europa League place, though. Yeah, Milan are an odd team, aren't they? Cause they really are, aren't they? Sometimes they're absolutely amazing. Other times they're just terrible. They were really poor in the first half against Barcelona and were lucky to get a PK and go. And then they um, brought on Balotelli. He really changed the momentum. Mm. And they had Barcelona on the ropes for a bit. But then Messi, who didn't play well at all, popped up with a goal just to seal the yeah, result. Killed the game, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, it's also, well, pretty much all to play for. But I think Tom's probably right there. That their best chance is definitely Europa League place. Well, Ajax have got to play Milan and Barcelona as well, and they're only one point ahead of Celtic. So mm. they've got a worse goal difference though, so maybe that could play a part. Uh, and then uh, Manchester United played uh, Real Sociedad and came away with a nil-nil draw after Van Persie missed a penalty, which uh, Ashley Young dived for. Are we all in agreement on this? I didn't. I didn't want to watch it because I knew it would make me angry. <laughs> I'm everyone's saying dive, so I'm assuming it's a dive. It's actually young. And it's actually yeah. It's actually young. <laughs> is that why? He, that, is that why he was dropped for today? <laughs> possibly. There was I'll put contact. that down to him not being very good. Actually, <laughs> there was contact, Colin. There, there was contact, but he he was probably was minimal, saying he wasn't went, it? He went down easy. Yeah, there was contact in the Ramirez penalty for the Chelsea game, but that's because he engineered it himself. Um, but yeah, Man United, how are they looking in the group? They are currently... I'd say they're a home win away. Yeah. They've got still pretty Shakhtar. tight in Shakhtar at home, you'd expect them to win that. Mm. I don't think Shakhtar are particularly brilliant on the road. No. In Europe. so And that would take them to 11 points and you can't... And then I think that's them through... Yeah, I think anything in double figures, points-wise, yeah. pretty much guarantees you your way through. Um, okay, let's round up a couple of the other games. Any other? I haven't done uh, Man City. Oh, have we not? No, we haven't. Oh, yeah. Sorry, they won, but they qualified. Yeah, they're through, are they? Yeah, yeah, that group's sorted. Just Bayern and City play it out for the um the top spot, but uh, it's kind of got to be like three 0 City, so. I think that group's pretty much Bayern, City, Moscow, Pleasant, and that's how it'll stay. Yeah. Munich made hard work of uh, beating Pleasant, didn't they? 1-0 away from home. Yeah. So, 
almost a shock result there. Uh, Atletico Madrid, they qualified, haven't they? Thumped Austria-Vienna 4-0. Um, any others really stand out? Anderlecht holding uh, PSG to a point away from home. Yeah. And going they were uh, one nil up for all of a minute. <laughs> Ibrahimovic thought, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> made it, made it uh, one all. Then Andlet had a man sent off and played the last 15 minutes with 10 men, but held on in a heroic effort. Oh, fair play to them. Former Pompey legend Anthony Van den Boro played as well. <laughs> <laughs> the man who was uh, confused, Chris Kamara. <laughs> I was he the man that was sent off, but Kane was see a flash sub. <laughs> Legendary performance from Kane there. All right, let's move on to this uh, weekend's Champions, uh, Champions League, Premier League action. Then shall we? Liverpool. Oh, I've seen these goals. I'm, <laughs> I've seen this one. They were very good. How and bad Fulham? Fulham were very poor. They're terrible, aren't they? It was just individual errors and can't mark from corners. No, they're giving the ball away in bad positions. Liverpool had 32 <laughs> shots on goal. It's nice to see Steven Gerrard got his uh, customary niggle just before a set of international friendlies and that's come <laughs> towards the end. I don't know what you're implying, Greg. <laughs> uh, yeah, Suarez looked uh, in pervious form, didn't he? He's, he was allowed to play because Uruguay only got Jordan in the World Cup uh, playoff qualifier. So uh, they didn't need him to be fully fit for that one, I don't think. No. <laughs> Colin, any thoughts on Liverpool? Well, I thought Liverpool were. I thought it was a decimation of Fulham. I mean, I think you you referred to it, Ross. I mean, the thing is, I I love to say great things about Liverpool, but I just thought Fulham was so bad. Mm. Um, I'm I'm a massive fan of Fulham, and I've been saying that they're going to stay up, but um, <laughs> I, I might have to change my opinion. Um, some of their players look like they just didn't care. I mean, it's you sort of get used to it, Berbatov, but. Yeah. Um, I just huh. keep hoping they're going to click. They're going to they're going to come in. They're going to, you know, get into gear. And okay, they're very attacking, top heavy. But it's going to kick in, and, and the goals are going to sort of see them through it. But um, it's just not happening, is it? Yeah, in the bottom three now, ten points from eleven games, two wins and a draw, and their last uh, run of ten games. All the rest of them are losses. You have to you have to wonder. Sorry, Ross. What sorry. what's happened to Darren Bent? As you say, the, the guy was a goal machine. He's never really failed to score goals when he's been given the chance. But Paul Lambert didn't fancy him last year at Villa. That was and money money reasons, though, wasn't it? He had to play a certain amount of games, and otherwise they uh, they owed someone a lot of money. Yeah, I don't think he really fit into the Villa, the Villa Lambert ethos either of closing work. down from the front, pushing high up the pitch, pressing hard. He is one of them players you don't see him do much when your team haven't got the ball. More of luxury. Yeah. You can't say that. You know, English Fulham's players. team is full of luxury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd probably stick with Yolva just because there's a lack of options out there unless you're going to get Appleton in for a, a saving job. Alan Kerbishley. <laughs> Bore your way to survival. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, Chelsea. They were incredibly lucky. I'm not having any of this. It was a dart. It was a penalty. It was a clear dive from Ramirez. Uh, they finished two-two with West Brom. Um, Eto, I, I was really impressed with his um, his first goal. Uh, Liam Ridgewell, sorry, was just delaying on the ball, delaying clearing the ball, and Eto just snuck in there and nicked it off his toes and smashed it in. 
Bridgewell should have cleared that though, Ross. He should have just hoofed it. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Smashed it away. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same with the uh, the Shane Long goal as well. There was three Chelsea defenders there all stood looking at the ball up in the yeah, air. Yeah, not sure what John Terry was doing. Just no, he just jumped in for a header on his goal line. Yeah. And still, he was on the post, to be fair. Yeah. He was a man on the post, but it didn't really work out well. No. And Long just came over the top of all of them, didn't he? Was yeah. In. <laughs> and Czech should have, should have saved the other goal as well. Yeah, it looked like, to me, I thought his, like his right leg had got caught in the turf. So he couldn't get his body position properly. But it, it looked terrible. I don't think he's been at his best for a few seasons now. No. Yeah. I work with a Chelsea fan, Mark, who's been on the podcast a few times, and he thinks next season it's definitely going to be uh, Courtois in goal. Well, he's, he's on his third season out on loan, isn't he? So mm. they obviously want to keep him, but they want him to play first first team football. So yeah, you, you understand if he was a natural replacement. Yeah, he's playing Champions League football and yeah, what second in La Liga as well. He's doing all right. What did you think to Chelsea West Brom, Colin? I think the only thing I would add is, and I think I'm probably in a small minority here. You're I'd the one percent in this. I, I'd have sympathy with Andre Mariner, the referee of the match, because I think I can understand why he gave that penalty. That small think... minority is you and Chelsea fans, <laughs> and and Jose and Andre and Mariner. Jo- I mean, he why would Chelsea fan? Jose, Jose Mourinho thought it was a penalty. Why would he lie? It's it's too honest a a man. He's a good man. Um, I mean, my personal take on it is that um, Stephen Reid, he's he's made contact with Ramirez, okay, and and I don't think he's made any intention to to get the ball. He's he's on the wrong side. He hasn't made any intention to get the man either, though. He's just running. Ramirez dived into him. He did make contact with him. Well, I think Uh, Ramirez made contact with him. What what Ramirez is well, I think what the referee has seen from his view is he's seen Ramirez take it on his left foot, so the ball changes direction. He's on his left, and then there's a coming together where Stephen Reed is running into him, and that's the contact. And Stephen Reed's a foot, a good foot away from where the ball is. He's got he can't possibly get a leg on the on the ball, mm. and there's been contact. And that's why I think the ref said, right, that's a penalty. Now, yeah, maybe it's a bit of a tight penalty. But, you know, by the letter of the law, I can see why he's given it. I, I honestly can. Do Would it have been given at the other end, though? <laughs> Definitely not. Well, it, it wouldn't. would uh, Ramirez have fallen over if Stephen Reid didn't make contact with him? And, and I think the answer's no. He was going nowhere, though. He well, exactly. It's a silly Silly of Stephen Reed to even get anywhere near him. You know, should have just left him to do what he wanted. But you're definitely I don't in the minority. Know. On this. I, I know I'm in the minority. It's just, <laughs> you know, I looked at that and I just thought, yeah, I can sort of give the benefit of the doubt to the ref there. I can sort of see where he's coming from, especially from where he was when he made the decision. Fair just enough. A thought. Andre Marin is definitely on the Man of Post shit list, though, with Kevin Friend. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted this yesterday. He's not getting off there. Uh, where should we go on to next? Uh, let's mention Southampton destroying Hull in the week that three of their players were called up to the England squad. Uh, Lalana looked good, but their best player by a mile is Morgan Schneidlin in central midfield. He's a superb player. Uh, Hull, on the other hand, didn't look great. 
they just got absolutely outpassed and outplayed. It's a decent goal from uh, Sagbo, though. It, it it was, but um, then guess yeah again though it was one Yama messing about that. <laughs> yeah. Led to the goal. I mean, you could see, you know, the keeper was saying, you know, pass it to your right where there's a free man. You know, the right back. Yeah. And he didn't. He just took it, tried to turn with it, and and just you know there was Sagbo. But yeah, as you say, it was, it was a great finish. Yeah, it's cracking shot, wasn't it? Boric looked nowhere near it. But yeah, Saints of Flying results have gone their way this weekend. And uh, are they third now, I think? I, I don't think, you know, it's not going to go down well with Tom or Craig, but I don't think <laughs> applaud it to Southampton this season. It's, um, their it's their best start of the season for a long time. And the last time they did this, they finished second at the end of the, league, at the, end of the season. So, I mean, this was a team that not a long time ago, you know, sacked Nigel Adkins because... They were fearing fearing the drop. Um, now here they are, you know, top end of the table. And Pochettino won manager of the month this month as well. Roy Hodgson oh, was there a guaranteed as well. loss for the next game then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do think it's right that Lallana's been called up to the England squad. I mean, yet again, I think Roy's picking on form. And after that match today... It reminds me of Joe Cole when he's in full flight, when Joe Cole was at his best. He's dangerous. He just takes players on, just runs past them. He's got to just drive to get to the goal. Uh, but we shall move on. We shall move on uh, to. Are we are we discussing the uh, Roy Hodgson's England squad? <laughs> we can if you want. Oh, I was just saying, Colin's point of uh, Roy Hodgson picking on form is isn't Jermaine Defoe in the squad? <laughs> Who hasn't scored a Premier League goal since April? That's, that's true. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you not watch ITV4 he scores all the time in there. <laughs> he scores against the team that finished second in the Moldovan Premier League wow I, I mean with, with respect to Roy I, I don't think he's got too many options he's got to fill the place with somebody and, and I was sort of racking my brains really for another sort of English player who could be on the cusp I mean we all know who he wants to put in there he wants to put Andy Carroll in there doesn't he yes. but Andy Carroll's not fit um and the only other English player I could think of was Norwich's Gary Hooper. He's not really played this season. Yeah, and he only got his first Premier League goal this weekend. So, mm. um, Danny Ings, second top goal scorer <laughs> in the Championship. He's yeah. a work in progress, I think. He's, he's, yeah, he's, 21, he's 20, isn't he? 21, isn't he? Yeah. Um, could be one for the future. Why don't we not play any strikers? All <laughs> the best teams just play six midfielders. Yeah. Barcelona... Bane, West Ham, they all do it. What are you saying? Is Allardyce ring the manager then, Greg? Oh, well, yeah. I'm <laughs> big enough for him. He's surely got to be a, a shoe in for when Del Bosque calls it a day. Yeah, it's definitely next in line. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you mentioned West Ham. Let's move on to their, uh, getting thrashed by Norwich. My biggest takeaway from this game is Robert Snodgrass's beard. He looks like a homeless man. I know he's Scottish and he's probably trying to live up to some sort of reputation, but it's a terrible. Maybe pick. maybe he just misunderstood November. <laughs> I I follow Robert on uh, on Twitter, and uh, he was contemplating getting rid of the beard, but he, he really said he said I know it annoys you you lot so much on Twitter. I'm just going to keep it just to annoy <laughs> you. So um, pl- plus as well his his incredibly large nose. Yeah. From from when he got kicked in the face. In the uh, Char- Char- uh, Capital Cup game, wasn't it against Manchester United at Old Trafford? Yeah. Um, 
Well, it was in a bad way. Um, it's called lovely. Just free like kick, someone just taking Robert De Niro's nose and then <laughs> put it on Robert Snodgrass's face. <laughs> he did score a lovely free kick in this game, though. It was very nice. Left the keeper just completely flat-footed. Yaskalainen. Uh, Leroy Fur got a goal. He's. You said he's it yesterday. Good. He's not very good, is he? No. <laughs> I, he, I don't he, mind. He him. likes passing the ball across his own box and straight <laughs> to attackers. Yeah, which I think you get taught not to do that at school. Yeah, yeah. He's a strange one, Leroy. Fur. Some games he he'll run the show in that midfield, but other games he just looks yeah incredibly average. What do you think to um, West Ham? They're not. They're kind of well. They're in sixteenth at the minute, which would be a little bit worrying. But I think. I think they're too good to go down. I think I think they'll stay up. Allardyce is is smart manager. He knows what he's doing. It'll completely ruin his Don't let him he hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, that chip on his shoulder is going to get massive if you say that. I I think you've got to potentially ask questions because it was all West Ham at the start of that match, and you know Ravel Morrison scored first, but then you know they let Norwich get back into the game. Mm. And so perhaps you've got to ask questions of Big Sam for that. Um, but but on West Ham, I think they're always going to struggle until Andy Carroll comes back. And I think they're just crossing their fingers, hoping that everything goes okay. And he and he, you know, I think he's in training now, uh, and he should be fit for you know probably about the start of December. But obviously, it's not going to be a match fit. Um, but I think once they've got him, then I think they'll be fine. Uh, but. You know, we all know what they went through with you know recalling Carlton Cole, who'd been released. <laughs> you know, and, and not just released, but not wanted by any other club. Yeah, they found so, the medical because he wasn't fit enough either. Yeah, I think it's just the goals that are hurting West Ham at the moment. But um, it's I, a vital I, win for Norwich, though. On the flip side, saved Cushing for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Say, it's probably saved his job. Yeah. So if there's any uh, if there's any markets for next manager sacks, I'd get on Yol straight away because he's probably going to go before Hutton now. Uh, let's have a look at some of the other games this weekend. Um, uh, Villa beat Cardiff. Anything to take away from this one? Great free kick from Pakuna. Mm. Um, you could probably ask questions of the keeper who never really saw it. but uh, Villa's first goal for seven and a half hours. Well, that's because Benteke's off, off form, isn't it? Mm. But even yeah. so, even you know saying that, I mean, they were more than a match for Cardiff, you know what I mean? Especially being at home as well. Um, I still well, think Cardiff... Cardiff, though, isn't it? After last weekend's... Derby win. Yeah. They should be safe though this year. As much as it pains me to say that, they should be able to survive in the Premier League. If they keep Malcolm McKay, if he leaves for another job, they're screwed, I think. Because the players are just playing for him. Well, that's a good question, Ross. I mean, anything could happen with, with their owner. Um, it, he's a bit of a hothead, a bit of a lunatic. So, I think if that Norwich job comes up, McKay's off straight away. He's a hero at Norwich. Uh, let's move on to today's games. All three of the televised games are thrilling football matches. Uh, let's start with uh, Spurs losing to Newcastle 1-0. Another goal for Lorik Remy. Nicely uh, taken, but mm. questions have to be asked of Paulinho. Yeah. And and Dembele, <coughs> Dembele as well, who was faffing around with it mm. in and around his own box for a while, then gave it to Kirikes, who then dicked around with it, <laughs> gave the ball away. Paulinho... <laughs> Didn't bother with a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> and then Frieda wasn't out quick enough. 
<laughs> if uh, Loris was playing, you thought. Yeah, he would have got to that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Definitely. And then, but take nothing away from the ball from uh, Guthran. That was a good ball and good finish by Remy. Hmm. What do we think to Spurs? Because they spent all that money in the summer. Obviously, last season they were very much a one man team. But are they. They're not Premier League contend- title contenders, I wouldn't have thought. Oh, no. Top four? Do you think they're currently seventh? Only a point away from Chelsea in fourth, but I'm just not convinced by them. I still think there's going to be four better teams than them. Mm. You need to score goals to win games. They're not scoring enough goals. Um, no, they've got a plus three goal difference at the minute. Yeah, the, the, the only team uh, that's... Well, the only, there's two teams that have scored less goals than Spurs, and that's uh, Sunderland and Palace. They're <laughs> bottom of the table. Yeah. yeah, they've not even hit double figures yet for the season. I mean, th- how, how much was Soldado again? He, uh, he 27, was... was he? Was, yeah. Yeah, we said at the time that they'd got a better deal than City had with Negredo, but we've been proved... Proven wrong there, Definitely wrong on that one, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, he's not lived up to expectations, has he? No, not It looks like you need someone playing up front with him. Yeah. And they've got all these creative players to play behind him. What's they're Adebayor not, doing? They're not, <laughs> exactly. They, I was uh, watching it with my girlfriend and her dad, who are both big Tottenham supporters today, and the name Adebayor was brought up, who, you, after that penalty missed against Basel <laughs> last season, hasn't been uttered, the word <laughs> Emmanuel Adebayor. And they were getting so many... Uh, balls into the box. They just needed someone, you know, quite strong who was going to get in at the near post. Yeah. But no one was making that, those runs, and you thought maybe if Adebayo were on, he might have just wandered towards the near post by accident. <laughs> Forgot in, where he was. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is though, Adebayo doesn't even have a squad number. No. At Spurs. No, he doesn't. He's on massive wages as well, not playing any football. Hundred grand a week, isn't it? I think yeah. he's got a football manager. I think he's the sort of person who's quite happy just to sit there earning money for doing nothing. Yeah, he kind of proved that at Man City, didn't he? Yeah. And once he got his big deal at Arsenal, he wasn't too bothered about uh, performing after that first season. I mean, this is a bloke who scored goals for Arsenal. He scored mm. goals for City. He scored goals for Real Madrid, and he scored goals for Tottenham. All right, yeah. he might not. He might. He doesn't work particularly hard <laughs> <coughs> at times, and he can He is a bit of a clown sometimes <laughs> but his record speaks for himself and at a time when Spurs aren't scoring any goals can they really afford to turn their nose up at a fairly well proven premiership striker I think you're spot on uh, Sunderland beat Man City I did not see this coming at all I thought Sunderland were going to get absolutely spanked in this game but uh, a 1-0 win Phil Bardsley with a goal He'd love that, a former Man United defender. Well, that's two goals in a week. What, for, for Bardsley? Yeah, he scored against <laughs> Southampton in the Cup as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is he, I mean, he's, he's not the best defender, but he looks quite assured in front of goal. Maybe Poye <laughs> hit on something here. Stick him up there with Stephen Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> Just play him off false, Fletcher. A false nine. Yeah. Phil Bardsley. <laughs> that's got to be troubling for City fans, though, to lose to Sunderland. But they're away, away from home again. They still haven't won away from home yet, have they? They're a different. How can you be go from scoring seven all right, against a lackluster Norwich side, but they've 
put four past Man United. They've they've just they're all conquering at home. Yeah, but away from home, they're just flat and. Well, they knocked on the door a lot today, but you, you didn't really see them scoring. Colin, you must love this, seeing City lose with Pantilla one in goal, Joe Hart's out on the bench. Well, it's... I, I'm, I'm not going to say a bad word about <laughs> Pantilla one, but um, no, I'm sure Joe Hart had a little smile on his face. Um, but <laughs> the thing is, coming, coming into this game, another podcast I listen to is... Um, the ones I had altercations with, which was the William Hill podcast. And <laughs> they made a good point that Sunderland have a really good record against City. And uh, one that you wouldn't really expect. And, and I thought, oh, you know what? I actually quite, you know, I might, you could have a cheeky bounce. And I think the odds were ridiculous. It was like 14 to 1 for Sunderland to win or something like that. And then, and then common sense engaged. And yes. uh, it was like, no, no, no. No, forget that bet. Um, but obviously it came in. Yeah, there's four games, last four trips to the Stadium Malloy for Man City. They've lost 1-0 every time. There's a bad omen for City as well because they're starting to rack up defeats. Um, mm. th- they're getting good wins, but they're getting defeats as well. I mean, They're eighth at the minute. Just, just to put this in perspective, I know this maybe is a little bit of a, a one-off season because it's so tight, but the last three seasons, Manchester United won, City won, Manchester United won. Um They've never, the team that won has never lost more than five games. Yeah. Uh, Man U won five, uh, lost five. Man City lost five. Manchester United lost four um, in 2010. Um, Man City have already lost four games. Mm. Yeah, they're in <coughs> eighth place at the minute. We, we, well, we mentioned the first couple of weeks of the season how bad Man United start the season was, but they're in fifth now. I think the, uh, the big wins have kind of papering over a few cracks for Man City. The frustrating thing is, though, is that on paper, they probably have the best squad in the Premier League, surely. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Oh, oh well, let's move on to the Manchester rivals. They got a 1-0 win today at home against Arsenal with a Van Persie winner, of course, against Arsenal. This wasn't a very good game, was it? No. It's uh... <laughs> like, I'm, the last... Five Super Sunday games, we've been treated to three whole goals, <laughs> and you thought oh, maybe this one, maybe this one. Yeah, the, the way one Arsenal played. Guys, subscription worth paying for, but no, it still wasn't. Um, <laughs> um, United were the better side and deserved it more. Yeah, they kept uh, Phil Arsenal. Jones. A big shout out to Phil Jones, who really nullified the threat of Ozil and. And then yeah. Rams in the middle. Play, he was. Uh, I've never seen Ozil play that badly. He was. He was abysmal. He looked lost, didn't he? A lot of time. He, he every pass he made straight to Man United defender Ramsey as well. He's been brilliant this season. He was poor. Yeah. They just. They sometimes they they used to do it all the time, didn't they? Where they tried to play too many passes and not actually get anywhere. Mm. There was a lot of just passing it around in midfield and passing it around on the edge of the area, but not actually looking to get through the last line of defence. They, they were toothless, really. Yeah. Yeah, there, you can tell they're in trouble when what comes to the 80th minute and they bring in on Nicky Bentner to try and save the game. <laughs> That's a worrying sign if you're an Arsenal fan. And his ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on to the, the last game of the weekend and, and the one that wasn't on TV. Uh, Swansea yeah. 3, Stoke 3. Dear Sky. <laughs> 
two goals for Wilfred Boney. Nice to see him get a couple of goals. Uh, Nathan Dyer as well. And uh, Jonathan Walters, Stephen Ireland and Charlie Adam. Yeah, with the equalizer. 90 minute minute. penalty. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a brilliant game. Well, we, we won't know though, will we? Because they <laughs> didn't have <laughs> like to watch Match of Day 2 later on. <laughs> no one likes watching Match of Day 2. They went 2 0 up, didn't they? And yeah. Away at Swansea, and you're thinking, Swansea haven't been good this season. They've no, struggled they in the weeks after Europa League duty, haven't they? Because Loudrup's mm. <clears throat> taking it fairly seriously and they had to go all the way out to the arse end of nowhere <laughs> to this week in Russia they bollocks that up as well <laughs> yeah. by conceding towards the end again and it, you see it would happen to Newcastle who um, struggled to deal with league and European commitments last season mm. and you always feared the Fonz this year because they didn't don't have the biggest squad but you still think they finish comfortably mid-table and they won't get dragged into any of that relegation nonsense. No, you'd hope not. I mean, they're currently maybe, 13th. Maybe that's why Liverpool are doing so well this season then. <laughs> that is that that is a genuinely good yeah. point. I think they've, they've been knocked out of the, the League Cup. They've got no silly tricks to Estonia <laughs> on a Thursday night <laughs> deal with. And now they've... Um, they don't have to worry about resting players because yeah, exactly. they're just Premier League every weekend. Yeah. Well, they could win the league this year and then balls it up next year after playing yeah. Europe. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the uh, the Championship. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll talk about Championship. Uh, Reading played out a, a one-all draw with QPR. Um, Has Jerry Barton been up to no good again, I hear? Wasn't oh, Really? Danny Guthrie on is uh, getting treated by uh, um, by the physios and by and just walks up and steps on his knackers. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> uh, but if you <laughs> has uh, Guthrie still got that um, dodgy Mohican? Oh, he looks ridiculous. Uh, the, I can forgive Barton for that. <laughs> I don't mind him doing that. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and then Barton, of course, went and uh, hit a, a decent free kick. Yeah, very sweetly struck. Very sweetly struck. Um, I wasn't very impressed with Charlie Austin. He looks like the kind of striker that needs a lot of chances just to score a goal. Because he had a hell of a lot of chances in this game and didn't finish any of them. I don't think he's actually on instinct at the moment. No, it's like he's snatching at a lot of them. Yeah. But when you think the, the players they've got competing with him, it's probably fair enough. He's got a lot of competition for there, whereas at Burnley... I'm just looking at QPR's bench. Andy Johnson, Neda Manuha, Javier uh, Chevanton, yep. Nico, Nico Crankyar, um, <laughs> that Carl, uh, Henry? Carl Henry, yeah. and uh, um, Armin Torre. <laughs> I mean, not bad, is it? That's, that's not bad, is it? They'd walk into any other championship yeah. team. Definitely. Most Absolutely. of those have played Premier League and Chevanton's played international football. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> Reading's bench wasn't too bad either. I mean, they had LaFondra on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Joby McEnough. Yeah. Is that Billy Sharp as well? Yeah, they signed him on loan and stick him on the bench and play Pogrebniak yeah. and Jordan Obita, who was he at Pompey last year as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Scored a goal, then got sent off, and that's all he did. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to uh, Bolton. They're starting to get some wins now, Greg. They're, they're, mark my words, they're, they're going up. Charges on. They are. They beat Millwall. This is probably why James isn't here because his best mate Jermaine Beckford scored against them. 
he loves it when Beckford scores. Uh, he's, I think he's got five goals now this season. He's starting to fire. If they can get him playing well, then they can make him win a lot of games. I mean, they're only they're 17th, yeah. but they're only uh, eight points off the playoff. You look at their team. That's not that's not bad either, really. No, it's a lot of experience in there, mixed in with a nice bit of youth and some goals as well yeah. from Beckford and uh, and Robert Hall is a good player. Uh, Brighton dismantled Blackburn, three nil. Blackburn do that away from home, don't they? Dismantle themselves. Yeah, did you see the reports in the? Um, I think it was on the BBC website earlier in the week about Blackburn's um, their, how they're going to be affected by financial fair play. They're going right. to be affected massively by basically being completely fucked because their wages to turnover is 137%. Oh. <laughs> so, fire sale in Blackburn this summer, unless they get so, promoted. Which won't happen. No. <laughs> well, how many? I'm just looking at their side. How many you know, good players to, that they could get a fee for? Have they got? They've got Jordan Rhodes. Yeah. And they've got, they've got Lee, Lee Williamson starting in midfield. Did, wasn't he good not. enough to play for you? Oh, <laughs> in League One. <laughs> they bought um, they bought Dixon the Tuhu on in this game, and he absolute clown just ran straight over to their striker and just knocked him over in the box and gave away a penalty. Just full He'll on do body that, check. Won't he? He'll <laughs> <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> He's a terrible footballer. Um, Burnley cost me an accumulator this weekend. It cost you as well, Tom, didn't they? Uh, no, because Watford conceded the last minute oh. anyway, so it didn't really matter in the end. <laughs> Oh yeah, one all draw uh, with Bournemouth at home. Eddie Howe's return to Burnley. Not a bad result, really, for Bournemouth. Funny team, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You don't. You can't. They've got points at places like Forest this season. You can't. You look at them and you say, "Oh, they, they go to these places and you expect them to lose." But they're not, and yeah. they keep running, accumulating. And they're uh, they've got eighteen points. They've got a minus nine goal difference. <laughs> <laughs> Their, their um, record signing scored a goal his first yeah. one that Ranty to Kelly they, uh, Ranty who uh, two and a half million something wasn't yeah. it that's big money that's more than for an unknown team. South African player who was playing in Norway or something wasn't he mm. going to a team that is getting an average gate of about 8,000 8, <laughs> football's a crazy world that's a couple of games Burnley have started struggling though they had to rescue a point against uh, Millwall as well, didn't they? So yeah, you start to wonder if they're if it's, the wheels are starting to come off. I think over the course of the season, the, just the the quality and the strength and depth of QPR is just going to show through in it because they're just hanging around the top of the table. Uh, more than QPR as well, you got to look at teams like like uh, Forest and Leicester, mm. and Watford and Watford, who will be out there. Yeah, uh, Leicester. Let's talk about Leicester. Let's talk about David Nugent. Does anyone watch the Football League show? Yeah, he had an absolute nightmare. He, he has days like this. He missed uh, four glorious chances in the first half and then missed a penalty in the second half. Oh, he, that takes me back to the Premiership Nugent. <laughs> he missed three headers from literally three yards out. One of them was straight at the keeper and the other two went straight over the bar. And then he blazed his penalty over the bar. Oh. He stood there and looked at the, looked at the, up, to the up into the sky and like, why am I even trying today? Uh, but yeah, they lost 2-0 to Forest. Can't argue with his international record, though, can you? <laughs> no, exactly. And Leicester had won their last 12 home games in a row before that as well, so mm. that was a bit of a coupon buster for people, I imagine. They kept cutting to Nigel Pearson in the crowd. He was just sat in the crowd. He just he just knew it wasn't going to be his day when Nugent missed chance after chance. 
Um, Leeds got a good win, didn't they, Colin? Ross McCormack. <laughs> Away Ross at Charlton. Yeah, Ross McCormack, four. Charlton, two. Best goal of the game was definitely Cameron Stewart for Charlton. Oh, that's great. That's a great goal. Yeah. There were some good goals in this, actually. McCormack's uh, his fourth, the free kick, was lovely. Right across the wall into the far corner. Uh, the it, pitch it, was truly appalling. Well, to be honest, it, it was a testament to the, the ground staff that it actually took place. Mm. Um, it was it was the last game to end um, in all four divisions in England at the weekend because um, it kicked off at half three. Uh, the referee delayed it. Um, and to be honest, he could have easily called it off, um, but he, he went ahead. Um, there was sand put on the pitch. Um, th- there was... The ball was moving in all sorts of directions. You couldn't tell which way it was going to go. Um, but yeah, it was a great game. It had a little bit of everything. Um, apart yes, from... Appalling defending from Leeds. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. One man, uh, I don't know who it was. I think it was Simon Church, but absolutely playing with Jason P- uh, Tom Lees and uh, Lee Peltier. Just dancing around them twice and squaring for the, their player to knock a ball into an empty net. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 was, it was good, though. It was entertaining. There was... You know, people getting smashed in the face. There were nasty tackles going in. Um, but I, th- I think this is a real sort of turning point for for Leeds. I think there's some real momentum sort of um, about Leeds at the moment. And uh, I think... You Let's never just know. get away win. Yeah. This, this, this might be a, a good starting point for Leeds to, to really sort of start and push on now. Well, Middlesbrough next, and we don't tend to do very well against them. So we'll see. We'll see how we get on. But they're still managerless, I think. Uh, yeah, Mark Venus is the favourite to take over currently. He's caretaker. And he hasn't done too badly, to be fair. No, he stabilised them. They're 16th. Was it a 4-0 win in his first game, a point against Watford? Yeah, they draw a lot of games, but you're not going to get relegated. They score a lot of goals at points. home as well. I think they're the top home goal scorers in the Championship now. Yeah, that would annoy me, playing at the Riverside, because it's never got anything where anywhere near half full, is it? Just plastic seats everywhere you look. Oh, it's like that in the Premiership as well, though. Mm. 13,000 is around there, average crowd. The Isn't yours higher than that? Ours is uh, 15. <laughs> in League 2. Uh, well, there's no uh, League 1 or League 2 action, but there was FA Cup first round action. Uh, Pompey played. Gavin, Gavin Mahan had a good game, didn't he? Oh. Well, well, well the sound of it, the... Um, <laughs> We were rubbish first half when he was on the pitch. We were rubbish for the five minutes in the second half that he was on the pitch. Then he did the, the decent thing, elbowed someone in the face and got sent off. <laughs> and then we were, were the better size and could have got a replay. So <laughs> That should tell God what you more than needs to know, really. Yeah. About and Mootkill was dragged off at half-time. <laughs> and uh, the local paper gave him three out of ten. Oof. So hopefully, hopefully that'll... Uh, also, say Whittingham that you got to stop playing a, a Sunday league right back. Uh, did you watch the highlights on ITV, Greg? I did, yeah. The, uh, there was a certain piece of commentary that you tweeted about, which made me. It was, um, yeah. It just, I was, it was, I was watching it at catch up on like two o'clock in the morning, and it just made me apoplectic with rage <laughs> as this, uh, um, the commentator uh, said that the main reason for Portsmouth demise down the divisions was their uh, was their um, slack defending <laughs> which I thought was fantastic <laughs> uh, 
completely ignoring the multiple. Someone's done their research. <laughs> yeah, the multiple administrations, the points deductions, the, the Arabs that didn't really exist. But no, just that we uh, we didn't defend particularly well at Stevenage. It's all Ricardo Rocha's fault. Yeah. It's all his fault. Uh, any other big uh, shocks from the FA Cup first round? Tamworth. Gillingham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom's not happy with Gillingham. Gillian cost me three separate bets. <laughs> by almost, well, they didn't even lose in the end. They got, they drew in the 97th minute at home Brackley to Brackley Town. Town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other big surprises? Tamworth. Oh, Tamworth, yeah. Their uh, cup exploits once again. They, yeah, uh, Ch- uh, Cheltenham. Who are, uh, they, uh, didn't have a particularly good week last week to help them and their manager looked like he was about to kill someone in his post match didn't be God knows what's happened to their back four. Yeah, they've been week. warned. Um what else happened? There was some Oxford um, United were close to going out, weren't they? Yeah, uh, they were two nil down, down at Gateshead. At home to Gateshead with ten minutes left and then managed Yeah, to get the it. Oxford fan I worked with was furious that they managed to get a late equaliser. Because uh, I choose it not all the way up there, yeah. Yeah, that's a long way to go. I thought the biggest result was uh, Macclesfield Town 4, Swindon 0. Bloody hell. I didn't even see that one. Came out of nowhere. And that is, it was comprehensive as well. It could have been 7 or 8. Swindon yeah. didn't have a sniff. Oh, yeah, looking at the match stats. Yeah, 14 shots to Swindon's 5. Yeah. Um, Bloody hell. In the uh, the big derby on the Humberside. Is it Humberside? Um, Grimsby and Gunthorpe? Uh, Colin, you're our northern correspondent, is that? Uh, well, Humberside's East Yorkshire now. Um, Apparently, yeah. Is it Lincolnshire, that one? I'd, I'd say Grimsby is in East Yorkshire. I think Scunthorpe might be in Lincolnshire. Mm. Oh, well, that's a derby, apparently. <laughs> Did it's it all kick enough. off? Didn't it all kick and off at was... um, Corby and Dover? Yeah, that was um, <laughs> obviously in uh, non league games, they don't have stewards. To separate the two sets of supporters. When uh, Dover went, I think it was two 0 up or two one up. Their uh, their away support started uh, giving it a bit, and the uh, Corby Town fans uh, weren't having any of it, and it all kicked off. Former England midfielder Lee Hendry plays for Corby Town, and that was game made history as well. If anyone, yes, Amy first, Fern, ever, first ever female referee to take charge of a game in the in the draw proper. Mm. And there was a riot. There was. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Ross? Yeah, yeah, Ross. <laughs> Nothing, I'm distancing myself. You were the one who brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> you made the link. What else happened? Let's move on quickly for Ross's sake. Boring Wood uh, got a nil-nil draw with Carlisle. Uh, yeah, they that should they could have they should have won that. They yeah. had um, chances. They hit the bar. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, there was a uh, Preston put uh, six. Uh, six pass Edgar Davids uh, Barnett yeah um, good win for Mansfield yeah St Albans 8-1 that was a 2-1 with 20 minutes left <laughs> and then, um, oh yeah Sam Lucas. yeah highlights well, if you watch and some, some of the goals they just gave up <laughs> <laughs> the last couple uh, comedy I've got St Albans won the up and leading for a lot of that game and then lost 8-1 <laughs> Um, yeah, he scored four goals: seventy-four, eighty-one, eighty-six, and ninety. Yeah. Two other people scoring in between there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 
Uh, all right, then, let's move on to some uh, betting corner, then, shall we? <coughs> uh, last week, only Colin had a win. Uh, thanks to your, your Scottish exploits, Colin. Two wins for Rangers and a Celtic win got you a, um, a £17 return. Uh, so the table now stands. Colin, your top, minus 14. James is second on minus 17. Greg's in third on minus 50. Tom, you're in fourth on minus 71. I'm in minus 90 now. I really need to get my pull my finger out. And Adam is bottom on minus 140. Um, as Adam isn't here, I've done a bet for him. And he is going to have uh, Wales. They're going to beat Finland. And that's going to return you £12. And uh, as James isn't here, I've done one for him as well. Uh, England to beat Chile, £8 return. I'm not being very generous this week because you're not here. Um, so, Colin, you're our leader. Away you go. Yeah, well, I think uh, as it's international fixtures uh, week, it's just not really that huge, a huge amount to sort of really choose from. Um, I don't really like betting on friendlies, but I have anyway. Um, so I've just kept it simple. Just one game uh, for me this week. Uh, Scotland versus USA. Uh, it's in Scotland. I think it's going to end up as a draw. Uh, £10 returns £32.50. I quite like that. I think that's a decent bet, actually. Most friendlies are one, one draw. Yeah. Um, I've gone for League 2 action. Actually, I've gone for Pompey to beat AFC Wimbledon next weekend. Uh, that returns £25 for my £10. Uh, Greg, what you got? Um, well, I'm, I'm hoping that Skybet haven't done me over again. <laughs> And they're advertising odds on a game which will be called off due to international call-up. <laughs> um, and I've gone for a league, uh, football league treble. And I've gone for Wolves to uh, win away at Notts County. I've got Sheffield United to win at home against Gillingham. And Scunthorpe to win at home to Accrington Stanley. And that returns £50. Excellent. And finally, Tom, what have you got? Uh, yeah, mine, mine's for the, um, the European playoffs. Uh, qualification for the World Cup. Okay. I've got Greece, Greece to beat Romania, France to win or draw away at Ukraine, and Croatia to win or draw away at Iceland. And my £10 will return 31 Excellent. That's, that's pretty good as well, actually. Um, Adam, your return is actually £22, not £12. I do apologise. Now it's time for everybody's favourite quiz, Ballers. Football's biggest conversation. Welcomes football's biggest quiz. It's Ballers. Successfully answering questions in the rapid fire round allows a man of the post team to accumulate points to be used in the Super Showdown. In the Super Showdown, the man of the post members must work as a team in order to win. You say quiz, I say Ballers. It's showtime. Let's play ballers. Okay, so this week's ballers uh, a little bit different to usual because I'm playing against two Man of the Post members this week, uh, which is Tom and Greg. So, guys, you're going to have to work doubly hard this podcast to uh, to try and defeat me. Um, as always, we're going to start with the rapid fire round and then move on to the uh, Super Showdown. Ross, can we have three minutes on the ballers' stopwatch, please? <laughs> uh, three minutes on the clock. And you're going to get um, one point equals one life. So one correct answer gets you one life in the Super Showdown. Mm. Okay, so the first question is going to go to you, Tom. 
and the three minutes will start as soon as I've asked the first question. So if you're ready, Tom, here goes. Tom, since the inception of the Premier League, which team has scored the most own goals? Um, who's Richard Dunn played for the most? <laughs> uh, Man City. Wrong, it's Everton. Oh. Greg, how many Premier League red cards does Lee Catamol now have? Is it five, seven or nine? Seven. It is seven. Tom, how many games had Joe Hart started consecutively before being dropped last week? Was it 120, 127 or 130? 127. Correct. Greg, who is the bookies' favourite to win FIFA Coach of the Year 2013? Sir Alex Ferguson or Jup Henkers? Sir Alex Ferguson. No, it's Jup Henkers. <laughs> Tom, which PSG player had a grievance with Anderlecht's Sasha Kleston's moustache in a recent Champions League match? It was probably Ibrahimovic. <laughs> it was indeed Zlatan. Zlatan said of uh, Kleston's moustache, that really is terrible. Um, to which the player replied, uh, you should think about your nose. <laughs> Bounce. <laughs> Greg, which team play at Highbury Stadium? Uh, Fleetwood Town. Correct. Tom, name two of the five Premier League managers to have been with their current clubs for over two years? Um, um, <laughs> the There's an obvious one at Library or Arsenal. Yeah. Arsene Wenger, <laughs> Arsenal. And Alan Pardew, Newcastle? Yeah, Alan Pardew. You could have had uh, Sam Allardyce, Martin Yole and also Malky Mackay. Greg... Uh, which former Fulham keeper won over a hundred full international caps for the Netherlands? Um, Edwin van der Sar. Correct. Tom, who were the first team, other than Manchester United, to win the Premier League title? Blackburn. It, it was Blackburn Rovers. Flying, guys. Greg, who was the last England player to score a hat-trick at a World Cup? Oof. Um, Before your time, but not it, too long. Uh, I'll just say Lineker. It is Lineker in 1986. Tom, who is the all-time World Cup leading goal scorer? Is it Ronaldo or Pele? Oh, I thought it was closer. Uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> it is Ronaldo with 15. Pele's on 12. Greg, which team... Uh, to complete a full Premier League season has scored the fewest goals. Is it Swindon, Barnsley or Hull? Um, I said Barnsley. It is Barnsley. Tom, according to Sky Sports iPhone app... There's a klaxon. According to the Sky Sports iPhone app, how many goals does Yeovil striker Paddy Madden <laughs> have in just six games? Has he scored 20, 24 or 30? <laughs> He scored 24 in front of a 100,000-fold capacity. <laughs> That's correct. He has scored 24. Well, he hasn't, but he, he has, according to the, uh, the, uh, the sports app. Okay. So well, how did we uh, do then, Ross? Well, guys, you answered 13 questions, and you got 12 of them correct. Wow. Okay, so that's 12 lives, Ross. You need the other two, eh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we move on to the uh, Super Showdown question. Uh, you're going to have 90 seconds to, to work on this. Um, 
This question is all about the top 30 all-time Premier League goal scorers. Okay. Now then, guys, out of those top 30 players, okay, there are nine of them that are still playing in the Premier League. I want you to name those nine players. So you've got the top 30 all-time goal scorers in the Premier League. Nine of them are currently playing in the Premier League. You've got to name them. If you get one wrong, that's one of your lives gone. You've got to get the full nine. There's no time limit on this one. You've got we that. do it democratically and say one at a time. It's up to you guys. <laughs> Should we converse? Yeah. yeah, you work as a team. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, You've got 12 lives to play with. So. Really? Can we get Colin's favourite out of the way? <laughs> yeah, let's get Lampard out. Right, Frank Lampard. Correct. Frank Lampard, who has scored 166 goals. Wayne Rooney. Correct. Wayne Rooney, 161 goals. I don't think it's uh, as hard as I thought it was. RVP uh, up there, Greg. Sorry? RVP? Yeah, as well as that, say, Robin Van Persie. Correct. RVP with 128 goals. And Gerard must be in there as well. Ooh. Are you going for Steven Gerrard? He's just gone to 100, hasn't he? That should be... That's got to be in top 30. Yeah. All right. He's yeah. in the top 30. Yes, he's got 101 um, goals. I'm thinking, despite not scoring since April, Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, I think he must be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Correct. Jermaine Defoe, 123 goals. Jesus Christ. Uh, right. Let's go through teams. Um, so, teams that have. Oh, Darren Bent, surely he must. Yeah, yeah. Darren Bent. Darren Bent is in there, 105 goals. So you're looking left. for three, three left. Um, Torres, do you reckon, Tom? Oh, yeah, I reckon. I reckon he probably he scored is, a yeah. lot for Liverpool, didn't he? He did, yeah. Fernando Torres. No, that's a life oh. gone. You've only got eleven lives. Oh, no, we've only got eleven left. <laughs> um, there's going to be oh, one you player we're not going to get. Though. Um. I'm just trying to think through teams now. There's not going to be anyone at Arsenal, is there? Uh, um, no one, no one at Villa. A Bonhall won't be in there. He would be the only one possible. But... Uh, City won't have anyone because they've. I was just thinking Peter Crouch, but. Oh, I don't know. That could be a good don't, shout. I don't want to take that chance. Oh, I'll take it, Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's another life gone. Oh, um, right, sensible now. There's only ten left to play with. Oh, what about Berbatov? Yeah, that's good. That's a good shout. That is Berbatov. Berbatov is in there. Ninety-one goals. How many do we need now? Two. Two more. Two. Right. Berbatov is the lowest scoring of these ones currently playing with ninety-one. Right. Uh, Shola is going to be in there. <laughs> Now it's getting a bit more difficult. Oh, um, Maran Shamak, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, oh, um, Nicholas Anelka. Oh, yeah, of course. Correct. Nicholas Anelka. He has uh, 123 goals. Good. So you've got 10 uh, you've lives. Got <laughs> 
Yeah, so you've got 10 lives for just the one remaining answer. I reckon there could be a Liverpool player. I don't think Suarez would have scored enough. No. Uh, no, there won't be any of the Liverpool players, no. surely. No, Sturridge time would have Premier League goal scorers. Yeah. So you're going back. You know, if you haven't said, then could be someone at you. Giggs, maybe? I don't think he would yeah, have. Yeah, of course. Of course, Giggs got to be in there. I mean, he scored every season ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should we finish on gigs? Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, guys. You got the full nine. So just to recap, uh, if we go in sort of goal order in terms of most goals scored, um, Lampard, Rooney, uh, Robin van Persie, Anelka, Defoe, Ryan Giggs, Bent, Gerard, and Berbatov. And you still yeah. had ten lives remaining. It's well, we could eight. have had some fun there. Is it eight yeah. and seven now to the team? So congratulations to the Man on the Post team. You guys are now taking the lead. Uh, so I'll be uh, working with Ross to try and make the uh, questions doubly difficult for next time round. Um, but yeah, congratulations to the team. Uh, join us same time, same place, same podcast next time for Ballers. Okay, and with the team's uh, victory in Ballers and taking the lead, that brings an end to this week's podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Colin, Greg and Tom for joining me tonight. Um, anything you guys want to plug? Anything you're doing? Greg, we're playing a charity football game this week, aren't we? Yeah, if you find yourself in the Gosport area and want, to see two, two, uh, <laughs> uh, and want to see two poor supermarket football teams back <laughs> it out on a Sunday night in November, then head down to Trimmett Park, <laughs> £3 on the gate, and all money goes to charity. There you go. And the bar is open to make it bearable. <laughs> so all that money doesn't oh, go to charity. Yeah. They'll probably make more. That'd be good fun. I'm bringing my boots out of retirement for the first time in four years. <clears throat> uh, Colin, what are you up to this week? Well, just, just for me to say um, thank you to everybody who did vote for us in the Football Blogging Awards. Um, unfortunately, we didn't make the cut. So we won't be in the final at Manchester. Um, I did contact the Football Blogging Awards to, to find out where we were in the pecking order and they said we weren't far off. Um, so, yeah, just a, a, another opportunity to say uh, thank you for everybody who did vote for us. Um, maybe next year. We'll see. Yeah, definitely next year. Uh, and Tom, that's just Lucy. What are you up to this week? Anything? Settling into the harsh realities of full-time work. <laughs> Yeah, I feel for you. I really do. Have a nice twelve-hour shift tomorrow. Oh, lovely! What a way to spend a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I don't have to do anything tomorrow. <laughs> I've you got don't, get, you don't oh. get paid though. This is true. No, but I can stay in bed until dinner if I want to. <laughs> I've done, I've done that the last couple of days. I've got a day off it's tomorrow. Difficult. I might come and order some cocktails. <laughs> uh, just order a pint of Ruddles <laughs> and be on your way <laughs> alright well that's, uh, that brings an end to this week's podcast say goodbye guys goodbye and uh, remember keep your man on the post We didn't talk about Sven. What did Sven do? Oh yeah, what's, yeah, uh, what's what the story? Did, what hasn't he done? <laughs> He's been up to all sorts, hasn't he, Colin? Mm. 
dirty man. Well, well, the the thing is, it the best version, if you can read Norwegian, is the Norwegian version. Oh, I am learning Norwegian. Norwegian. Oh yes, because there was a an episode that was cut out of all the other versions, but it sneaked its way into the Norwegian one, <laughs> which, which contained the best bits. All right, here, that's what's in it. Right, well, I'll, I'll quote verbatim, right? Okay. So, um, I can't remember which team he was at. Was he with Lazio? Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, as Sven does, he was having a party, you know, with some players. <laughs> and... And uh, he, he ends up uh, in, in like an apartment block and uh, he, he meets this nice lady. And uh, as he says himself, you know, we soon found ourselves naked on the sofa. <laughs> um, she, she had not said anything about being married, but suddenly the door opened and there was a big man. <laughs> Who the hell are you? He said. Sven said, I think it is probably best if I leave. <laughs> and he replied, I think it probably is. But then the best bit was, is that obviously there's a little bit of a fracas. Uh, Sven's getting chased out of the, the flat. Um, he, he leaves without his jacket, his wallet, mobile phone. He hasn't got his shoes. Um, so, so on his way out in a corridor, right, he finds a pair of basketball shoes. Um, <laughs> as you do in a as you do corridor. I don't know what basketball shoes are are they like <laughs> like boxer like shoes high top ones they yeah. go yeah, like, above the ankle yeah like boots yeah. Um, Sven wearing basketball boots <laughs> so, so as he says um, I normally like Maradona wear shoes the size of 39 um, but these shoes were 46 but what choice did I have <laughs> I had to borrow them um, Borrow. Wait for it. Um, <laughs> now, now, fortunately, he managed to uh, to escape without any photographers catching him. Um, however, he did make it to, I think, what he thought was his hotel. Turns out, he got he went to the wrong hotel, but the hotel guys let him in anyway. Um, and then he met uh, one of his players, who you know was one of the instigators at the party, um, and he actually knew the woman that Sven had got a little bit naked with. Um, and so Sven, you'll be pleased to know, got his uh, jacket and wallet back. And as Sven said, I think he returned the basketball shoes as well. <laughs> what a nice man. <laughs> oh, Sven. I think personally, out of the three books most recently that have come out, which is Sir Alex, Harry Redknapp and him, his is the one that you have to get for Christmas. I, mean, I wish it was an audio tape. <laughs> you know, just reading it. That, that would be great. That'd be um, amazing. And by you the way, should, was... should, you should get it, and we, I'll record you reading it, and then we'll release it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do that, actually, Ross. Yeah, um, that's our Christmas episode this year. Just, yeah, just have little inserts of me just reading from Sven's <laughs> Colin, you're on mute. It is Ryan Gig. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan scored 109 goals. So, congratulations, guys. 